Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Ellen, I'm so excited to have you here today. You know, I say this with all my guests because I truly am. I I truly get, I wake up happy. I'm so happy I get to talk to colleagues and friends, but we have a long special relationship. I'm going to dive into it, but I really am like, it lights me up to see your face. I know everyone on the podcast can't see your beautiful face and to hear from you. So welcome so much. And thanks for, thanks for sharing yourself with my audience. I'm so glad to be here with you. And it's great to see you. I know they can't see us and we're smiling and we're happy to be together, but I am so excited to share what I, um, about my new book with you. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, so we got to know each other in NAPO, which I, well, I know when I started, I'm sure when you started, it was a national association of professional organizers. And then it, it transitioned to, and I always say this wrong, so you have to probably say, right, National Association of Productivity and Organizing Experts? Is that well, right? how about National Association for Productivity and Organizing Professionals? Oh, professionals. But, that was it. But very close. Okay. Very I was close. Yeah, so I mean, you I always, always say that last P is silent because we didn't change the name of the association. We just added that extra letter on the end. And you were, were you a big part of that, that whole change? I was president then, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we met. And I felt like truly you were this like beacon over there because you were, you were changing really like spearheading the productivity world, at least as far as I was concerned. And I was going through the transition, I think around the same time when I was moving from organization to productivity, time management, efficiency, and you are not only so capable and smart, but you were so approachable and so welcoming. And so I will never forget that. Really so sweet. You know, our profession has grown and and being on the board, you could see the potential of this productivity field and how desperately it was needed. And so many of our members were growing into that after you did organizing and business organizing. It was such a natural progression. And other leaders had attempted to make that change. And it was it was a delicate shift. So it had to be handled carefully. So that was my one of my... Um, goals as president was to make that happen and help move us forward. So um, I'm really proud of that. Thanks. And I will tell you that being president of this huge organization was so much easier than writing a book. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh my I, gosh. I thought because I had ideas and I was a thought leader, I like to think of myself that way and had this whole concept that you could write a book. Well, that's just the ideas are just a part of it. But getting them down in a, you know, organizing 57,000 words that sound the same at the beginning and the end, thank God for my editors and my book coach and all the support I had. 
I felt the same way. I, I also wrote a book a couple of years ago and uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. <laughs> and you're like, and you go through it, you're like, damn, what did I sign up for? But then of course you get on the other side and it's, it, you know, it's amazing. It's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I just really believe it'll really help people and it'll give them a context and a frame of reference. Um, I hope it's new. I've heard from a few different people who've read the book that it's what's exciting is it's a new approach and it's new content. So um, I just want to help people. I want to help more than I could just reach with my individual coaching practice and and have a, a wider breadth. It is a new perspective. That's why I love it. That's why I was so happy to have you. It is unique. I really well, actually, why don't you tell us the premise, kind of the overall, and then I have some questions about you. About you. Sorry. I have some questions for you. And uh yeah, tell us about it a bit. Okay. So the name of the book is Productivity for How You're Wired. And it's one of the my core tenets, my pillars, I call them, is that productivity is not one size fits all. So first, the first pillar is really that productivity is a quality of life issue because we don't work on our productivity to simply say we're productive. We do it to get a better life. So my subtitle is Better Work, Better Life, because I really believe when we work better, our lives are better. And I have so many clients to say, you know, I just can't fit it all in and I worry about work all weekend. I don't get anything done, but I never relax. And I go back to work Monday and I'm burned out. And what do I do? And how do I get it all done? So I, the other, what I was talking about is one size does not fit all. I'm not going to handle every client the same. I don't put them into, I don't try to take a square peg and shove it in a round hole or a round peg and shove it into a square hole. So this goes back many years, but when I was in college, I took this leadership theory class and there was a leadership theorist we studied. His name was Fred Faber. It's a long time ago, but he did this situational leadership theory and how you match who you, who you are is inherent to who you are. But as a leader, you could shift the environment to match who you are so you could be most effective. And as I was in my, so I started my organizing business in 2001. And I was doing all years of professional organizing and being with people. So I started as just a residential organizer doing closets and kitchens and toy rooms like everyone else. And I gradually, because I had a business background, moved into doing business organizing and working with people in their home offices and their small offices and their corporate offices. Um, and the more I watched, I saw that certain people thrived in different levels of structure. So borrowing from Fed Fiedler of his low structure preference, moderate structure preference, and high structure preference, I created a similar concept for productivity. And in my book, I give a little quiz that you could assess yourself and I show you how to get more information, but it's really about building awareness of who you are and how you're wired to see what degree of structure you need to do your best work and to thrive. So low structure preference is good for someone who likes to invent systems. It's not long-term sustainable. But if you're task-driven, like me, you know, just wants to get the job done, I'm great at coming in and inventing systems. 
But when I get, which is low control, like I worked in hotels at the beginning of my career, I had open hotels. We had no building. We had no staff. We had no space. We'd have no teams. And I put it all together. That's low structure, right? But once the doors were open, it was moderate structure. And it was, so I just leave and go open another hotel because you could never get a hotel up into high structure. There were too many variables. So I love high structure with my own business now because I could put all the systems on autopilot and just enjoy the people and the challenges and being innovative and creative and doing new things and learning and growing. So as a task-driven person, I really thrive in high structure. I'm fine in low structure, which would be like a startup. But when I get in that middle zone, it kind of feels like no man's land and I can't really find my stride. I can't get into flow. Now, conversely, those people who are relationship focused and those are more the global creatives, you could just, they're the verbal processors. It's the people when you walk in and you start talking, they want to talk a lot. They don't, and then versus the people say, let's just get to work. So those kind of uh, professionals or people that we're working with, in low structure, they're they're just adrift. They they can't figure out how to bring enough structure to get anything done. So they spend all their time talking and snoozing, and they're really great in sales and in marketing, but they're not. They're missing deadlines, and they're not um, feeling confident in their work. So when we, if I were to move those people up to high structure, they would they would feel so restricted. And they would not stick with the system. They would change the system for the sake of change. They'd be bored. They'd feel, they'd, they'd say, I feel like I'm in a straitjacket. Don't yes, do that. I hear that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. What yep. I can see in your face and I wish that you understand. So for that kind of client, I would want to put them in moderate structure. So for someone who's really relationship focused, they're going to thrive in that moderate structure where they have enough system in place that they can get done what they want. They don't miss deadlines. They know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. They have a clear picture. They figured out how to do some planning, but not so much that it's overwhelming and re- uh, constrictive and and um, because in high structure, they just change for the sake of change and stop doing it. So. Right. We have these different types of people. So that's really what I talk about. Uh, the first section of the book is about understanding yourself and just kind of digging into the psychology of all of this. And I'm not a psychologist. I really wanted to call that section the book of the book, the psychology of time. But I didn't because I'm not a psychologist and right. I don't. But I talk a lot about brain science and um, stress and the effects of stress on your productivity and perfectionism and burnout and all of those things. So we understand, once we understand who we are, then we move to section two, which I've called create. And I have come up with what I call the productivity flow framework. And it's a bunch of tools that you can use to get into your own flow. Which I love, which I'm going to say once, I'm just going to interrupt you saying, which I love because I, when I, I bet I'm going to go into my listeners' minds right now. They're thinking, but what if I like the high structure or the moderate structure, but my my issue is I'm always, this is what I hear from my clients, I'm always creating structure. I'm always creating systems. I just don't stick to anything, right? So that's like half the battle. It's like, you can even say, oh, I like the structure. I don't like structure, but it doesn't seem to matter because whatever structure I create, I don't stick to it. 
Well, that gets to the third pillar that if it's not easy, it's too hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I see this in a lot of my clients. I know you do too. So when you make, when you invent a system, you think it has to be super complex for it to work. Well, if it's super complex, you're spending all your time managing your system and not doing your work. Yeah. So all of my systems are really very simple. And if you look at them, you might even say to yourself, wow, this is so simple. How could it possibly work? My response is it is so simple that it has to work It's mm-hmm. and, and that you can make it work. Right. So let's, once you, un, let's learn the methodology to it. We'll customize it to you. Every chapter presents the, 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 the tool. If it's getting clear on uh, your goals and intentions so you can know what your priorities are. If it's understanding how to create a vision for your time so you know how to spend your time, setting boundaries, I call them essential structures, learning how to do a a task list in a way that serves you um, and doing some planning. All of those are the areas of of the productivity flow framework. But each chapter presents one of those and then says, if you're low structure, try this. If you're moderate structure, try this. If you're high structure, try this. That's great. And then also realize that there are some things, so it's just that structure is just a starting point because there are some things that you might like at moderate structure. There are other things you might like at high structure. There might be things that you like moderate high. Or so I do talk about range a little bit. I can't make it too complex, but I want the reader to really understand that this is just a a vehicle for Mm self-discovery. And I love this, the the level of customization and personalization, because I do think that shuts down a lot of people because you think, yeah, it's just too structured or this is not going to work for me or I've tried this or it's too stringent or it's going to cap my productivity. You hear all these things or like my creativity. And um, so I love that this is sort of, it's almost like, you know, pick and choose, like what feels good for you and what works with you for you. So would you mind actually, before we jump further into it, give us an example of um, a very simple system that people are surprised by that you use. You mentioned it's so simple that it won't, that it has to work, right? What's one that like really surprises people? They're like, really? That's all you do? No. So yeah. the task list. So I call okay. it a priorities task list mm-hmm. for a moderate structure. I'm okay. going to present that first and I'll back into what low structure looks like. And then I'll tell you a little bit what high structure awesome. could look like. Cause those high structure people, they want to personalize it themselves. Yes. I have seen my clients, they'll come back and they'll say, well, I did this. They have some of the best ideas I've learned from them. So moderate structure is instead of, so Everyone really seems to think that organized managing their tasks, their to-do list is about the list itself. I think it's about the method and you can apply the method to the tool is secondary. So here's my method, four columns, four post-its, however you want to do it, four categories, critical. These are things that need to be done today or I can't stop working. Hot, these are things you need to do in the next few days, or there's a consequence I'm not happy with. I miss I missed an opportunity. I'm embarrassed. It costs me money. I let somebody down. I let myself down. If there's mm-hmm. something, if you do everything for everyone else, it's going to be very empty. So you have to put things on that list for you too. So that's kind of where your focus is for this week. 
either hot critical, I have to do it, or hot, I have to do it very soon. Mm-hmm. That's this week. Everything else, those buckets are called sooner or later. I have to get to those sooner that. or later. So if you are, you know, look like all some of the other tools are so complex or so just they don't they don't filter they don't present the tasks in the order they need to be done so nobody and then i see you see clients with 18 lists and once they consolidate it they feel so much better because they don't if they have the same thing on their list on 18 different lists they feel like they have 18 things to do but if you just create one list it's like oh that's only one task so right. by seeing and then you're 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 breaking it down into small manageable pieces. This is what I have to do this week. This is what I have to do today. So that is a moderate structure. And then the book comes with a link for time tools that you can get through a Google Doc and everyone can create their own custom time tools themselves. If you want to do it on paper, there's a workshop PDF. I mean a worksheet PDF. If you know, there's also, you know, the books in black and white, the um Kindle is in color. I put a lot of color pictures into that, but it's so important to see some of this in color. So I have a PDF to see it in color. Okay. So anyway, moderate structure, critical, hot, sooner or later. Okay. Low structure. This week, later, or now, later. So those clients, they, they don't have, I have a lot of really creative, I want client and she just doesn't like lines. She doesn't like boxes. She has a white artist pad with no lines on it. She puts one line down the middle. And that's basically, she says, this is what I have to do this week. And this is what I have to do later. And she doesn't mind rewriting. So I'm a big fan of not rewriting. That's why I like using either Post-its or yeah. apps or uh, the Google sheet uh, that's in the, in the, you'll see all those tools in the book. I show them. Okay. So that's low structure is now and later. And then high structure, sometimes people do project planning in it, or they can break out if they're working hybrid. Here's tasks I want to do at home. Here's one of the tasks I want to do in the office. Or I like to combine mine, my personal and my work together because there's still things that have to get done. But you could always add a line to break out personal tasks and work tasks. So there's many levels you can do to it to help you customize it, make it fit. But it's still using that core principle of organize your tasks based on when you need to get them done. Mm-hmm. And it helps. People say, oh, now I now I know what I need to do. Now I know where my priorities are. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Ladies, listen. So two or four categories, whether you're low or moderate structure. And I think you're absolutely right, Ellen. I think everyone, a lot of women, a lot of people, we jump to the high structure. Like we just jump into that and it's so complicated and it's so hard to follow and you fall short and then you feel like I can never stick with anything and I'm a loser and all this negative thinking. And it really is like, just, just make it simpler. I love it. And I love that. I love the, uh, the four, the categories you said, and sooner or later, I've never heard that. That's fantastic. It's like, well, when do we want to do it? I want to get to it sooner or later. It's yeah. so clear. It's so you know, clear. everyone gets it. Awesome. Okay. So I'm sorry. I feel like now let's go back to create. And we may have kind of covered this, but is there anything you wanted to add? And the goals and intention setting exercise. And people say, what do you mean by intentions? So a goal is very finite. It's like if you go back to the business, so it's like 
it's, it's a smart goal. It's time measured right. and it's but everything we do. Isn't goal driven, yeah. especially as women. I know your listeners are really focused at and moms, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my clients, their intention is just to have, be, be a great mom or have time for their family. Even my dad clients, I have a lot of dad clients that make choices that are about, I don't mind working hard, but I want to be home and be at dinner with my family. And I want to be with my family and help and do my fair share. So from six to eight 30, it's 100% about the family. If I need to work, go back to work at eight 30, that's fine. But this is a priority. So maybe an intention would be, I want to be available to my family, or I want to live a healthy life, or I want to live a healthy, happy, balanced life. So those things are important as you are allocating and budgeting how you wish to live your, use your time. So the first set, the first part of the productivity flow framework is coming up with, um, either a snapshot or a full-blown strategic plan for yourself that's high structure, the snapshots, moderate structure, or there's a just a very simple goals and intentions exercise. I call it 10-minute goal setting, goal and intention setting for low structure. Somebody just wants to get a few ideas down the paper. Mm -hmm. So once you get clear, then we move to the time map. And that is where, you know, it's not a schedule. And it's not time blocking. It's, have you ever done a vision board? Yes, I love it. So, so right, you kind of cut out those pictures and this is what I want my life to look like. Well, it's, it's a kind of a, ske- a I hate to use the word schedule, but it's a visual representation of what you want your life to look like in an ideal week mm-hmm. in kind of a calendar grid. So we, Put in the fixed things that we can't control, like sleep and work. Maybe you have a, maybe go to church every Sunday at 10, or you have a yoga class on Tuesday nights at 730 that you won't miss. Any of those fixed items, you pop those in. Then you start building in the other things you want to do. So if you say on your goals and intentions exercise that you want to spend two hours a week studying positive psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, you, if you say this is important to you there, how are you going to bring that to life? So you put that into the time map to be sure that time is allocated. Now it's just a space holder and it could change from week to week, but you still have to allocate for that time. And you have to do that with your, your shower and your food prep and your laundry and your exercise and your reading to the kids and going to soccer And there's so many things that take our time that we have to really see, is this realistic? Is my vision realistic? We've all heard that time is even more of a a scarce resource than money. And people do money budgets all the time. So this is, you could also think of this as a time budget. Because once you lay it out, you can say, okay, here's a great story. This one client she got a new job. She just had a second child. She had a longer commute and she hired me to figure out how to fit it all in. So when we did the time map, she, we put everything in she wanted to do. And the only problem was she could only sleep from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Right. And I said, how's that going to work for you? Right. And she's like, okay, so I guess I'm going to have to stop. 
only when she saw it in such yeah. concrete terms did she say, you know what? The babysitter can make the lunches. My husband, husband could do the laundry. I will hire someone to clean the house. I guess I'll have to delay this project till next year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe I could only take one personal growth project at a time and I can't do three. And it was still important. She was bilingual. And she wanted to still work with her older child on the second language, the things, but the, she was able to then really see what was important and how she wanted to spend her time. Yeah. So from that, we pull out your essential structures, the things you need to say yes and no to. Of course, all of these are presented as if you're low structure, here's some options. If you're moderate structure, here's some options. If you're high structure. And so you can play with this and work with it to customize. And then um, the last section is just planning. And it's more of a menu of, you know, here's some things you could do for daily and weekly planning to get, so you can integrate it and make habits. And yeah. really start to live it and, put, and met, not make it so arduous that, oh, I'm going to do it and just get so comfortable. And 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 then people say, how do I maintain it? So, well, when you don't do it, it feels bad. Oh, that's good motivation to keep doing. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that second section. That's awesome. Yeah. As it relates to the time map, I think we're, we're very similar in that. And I always say, if you can't, if it uh, doesn't work on paper, it's not going to work in real life. So that's always our number one step. We got to get it down on paper. It is. There's this massive gap between what we believe we can get done and what we can actually get done, right? There's this huge gap in our minds. And it doesn't matter how many years we've been working or how old we are, how many letters we have after our names, we still all struggle with that. Like, I don't know, you just need to see it visually. It's so interesting, like how our brain just plays tricks on us and makes us think we can do more than we can do. So I I'm with you. I love the idea. So there's getting a very scientific it. term for that. It's called magical thinking. Yes. Magical thinking, or I've even heard optimism bias. It's, and um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an interesting phenomenon. So I, I think that sometimes we think because we're adults and we're professionals and we've been doing this for so long, we don't need to go through that exercise and it's couldn't be, it's the most powerful thing ever, you know? It gives you so it many ahas, yeah. Really time planning. Yes, and, yeah. And I had a client say something to me last week that was so impactful. Um, and she was thinking, she said she had a real resistance to planning. And she was thinking that, well, every time I plan, it changes. What's the point? It's just mm-hmm. a waste of time. But she could never, ever get ahead of the game. And once we kind of talked it through and did some examples, she said, you know what? Planning is the ultimate expression of self-care. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'm writing that. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. (laughs) The ultimate expression of self-care. So instead of thinking that it's frivolous, and there's that Dwight Eisenhower quote that planning is priceless, plans are useless. Well, some of my clients, they just, they're smart. You know, they may not ever want to go back and check the plan, but the idea of making the plan and thinking, slowing down enough to think through the steps, identifying what variables are and what might happen. Once they do that, they can go off and execute. But if they don't take the time to think through all the things and all the nuance, there's no way they can consistently not feel like they're putting out fires. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. Everyone needs to get your book. So I need you to to tell us where, but I actually want to read this one, just a 
short paragraph. It was from the beginning of your book. I think it just, to me, just summarized it so well and really just brought this all home. So it says, when you think productivity, you probably think calendars, timers, apps, tools, and hacks. When I think productivity, I think quality of life. The purpose of improving our productivity is not so we can work endlessly. We strive to improve our productivity so we can have a better life. I love it. That gives them the chills to hear you read that. Thank you. No problem. Tell us where we can get our hands on it because everybody needs to. Love the way you've broken this down and, um, and love this unique perspective. So I just want to say one more thing. There's a third section we didn't get to. All I want to do is mention it. Yeah. And that's the third section. Apply. It's okay. I mean, I just didn't stop talking. Like, I'm just like, just, just, just. but um, it just goes into application to things like if you're working hybrid or what to do about your email, a little bit more specific time management ish topics. Mm -hmm. And then a, a couple really good chapters on leadership and how to create flow in your teams and not just with yourself. So that's there if you're interested um, for your listeners. Um, my book is available on Amazon as either a, a, in Kindle or the paperback. Just go on Amazon, type in productivity for how you're wired or my name, Ellen Faye, E-L-L-E-N-F-A-Y-E. Or you could go to ellenfay.com and link it through there. And it's just that simple. Fantastic. I will obviously link it. Uh, everybody Thanks. just get it. I mean, there's no reason why this is, this is fantastic. It's so customized. It's personalized. It's fun. Ellen's amazing. She breaks it down so simply. So just get your hands on it. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us, all your gosh, 20, 30 years of experience and like taking the time and effort and energy to, to bring it all together. I know it's a lot of work but uh, it's, it's, you're leaving, really leaving like your mark on the world. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me and sharing me with your lovely listeners and audience. It was great. All right, sweet friends. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and found value from it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously going to love my emails. If you're not on my list yet, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. You'll quickly see why so many women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. You'll learn how to get control of your time, energy, and thoughts, and you'll also get a personal behind-the-scenes look into my world. So again, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. You'll also get a free training, go from scattered to a plan that sticks for women business owners who look put together but don't feel that way. Thank you for showing up today, and I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose. Bye-bye.